0: Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. Yes, sir. This is episode 206. Nice job, amateur parents. Happy pro year. And as always, fans first. Shouts out to Alita Coombs and Riz Your Uncle listening on SoundCloud and Worst Guitar Channel, Ronnie Redmond, Ben Lambert, Clay Doe 17, Jose Hernandez, and Clint Weatherby, all following my Instagram, lou.santini3. Where do you listen to this show? Any and all are great podcast platforms, of course, but spread the word so your family and friends get their weekly dose of Common Sense logic, and plenty of levity and sarcasm to wash it down. You can hear this podcast on Amazon Music and Audible, American Podcasts, Angami, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Boomplay, Breaker, Captivate, CastBox, CurioCaster, Ghana, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Geo7, Luminary, Overcast, Pandora, Player FM, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Podbay, Podcast Republic, Podchaser, Podhero, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Wisdom. Can't find this podcast on YouTube because of censorship. Now, I know it's a couple weeks later, but how good was that World Cup? Oh, Messi is being crowned as the GOAT. Now, my vote still goes to Pele, but Messi is certainly on the Mount Rushmore of soccer. Sorry, ESPN's Jalen Rose. I know Mount Rushmore triggers you, Rose. Well, he's an asshole, that's what. I said what I said. Grow a set. Anyway, the level of both teams, Argentina and France, in the World Cup final, just goes to show you how much better those teams were than the rest of the field. And hats off to Mbappe of the French team. You score a hat trick and you still lose. But here's the thing. Argentina was more balanced on both sides of the ball. Mbappe simply kept them in the conversation. Now, I forget the name of the French player who took the penalty kick and missed the entire net, but I would not want to be him. I've taken penalty kicks and luckily have never missed, but I also never had that kind of pressure. What a beautiful sport. And it simply was, in my opinion, the best World Cup game I've ever seen. Trumping the Women's World Cup against China in 1999. And it's too bad the women lost their way and turned on America since then. That team knew what representing your country was all about, on and off the field. I commented to my girlfriend and mom as we watched those two teams play, I feel like I'm watching the drivers of Formula One, in that these are literally the best players in the world, playing the best soccer of their lives. That's an elite group of athletes, of soccer players. That's all you can do as a soccer player. Do everything you can. Someone has to lose, and it only makes sense that it went to a shootout in penalty kicks. So congratulations to the 2022 World Champions Argentina for their third win, and hello to all my listeners recovering for what I'm sure was at least a week's worth of partying. Oh, and one last thing. This total pro response to a very amateur headline in the WashingtonPost.com that read, Why doesn't Argentina have more black players in the World Cup? This pro answer from La Libertad Avanza. Because we're a country, not a Disney movie. And of course, pro nation chimed in. Well, let's see. What is the black population of Argentina? It's somewhere around 1%. Does this necessarily mean that players from that 1% were excluded? Or does it mean that 99% of the country were better soccer players than the 1%? And also this comment. Why doesn't the French team have any white players? Probably because they just recruited the best players and they happen to be mostly black. How it should be 100%. And this one. Ask yourself, why was France almost all black and lost? No! <laughs> And <laughs> this one's my favorite. Why doesn't Earth have more Martians? Earth is so racist. Now, before we get into the three topics, I have a big announcement to make. My Dry Bar Comedy special is here. It premiered on 12-26 of 2022, drybarcomedy.com, and I'm offering you this. How would you like a free month subscription to Dry Bar Comedy? Here's what you do. Go to drybarcomedy.com and use promo code Lou Santini L O U S A N T I N I, and you will get a free month of clean comedy that will probably still offend Amateur Nation. Once again, drybarcomedy.com. Use the promo code Lou Santini, and you get a free month subscription to Drybar Comedy on me. And thank you for listening. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Topic number one. <clears throat> It's time for the Amateur Nation Crybabies of the Week. Oh, this is a good one. This first one was found on Today is America on Instagram, where we have a couple college girls being interviewed on the street. Want to guess who is public enemy number one? Well, if you said straight white men, you win. Listen to this sheep regurgitate memorized propaganda and rhetoric, and like all an amateur nation, have no facts common sense logic or even real-life instances and examples and stories that happen to them to back it up tired of straight white men having the power in everything When does any person's sexuality come up in jobs and or careers if any listener of this show can give me a real believable story of how you were oppressed or denied an opportunity in a job or a career a home loan a car loan something like that anything, Please, I'm begging you, email me, lou at lou Santini.com, And if I use it, hell, I'll send you five free t-shirts. When you have heard someone say, I was totally right for the job, but when they asked if I was gay or straight, and I told them my sexuality, they said no, because you're gay. Also, you can substitute the word black or Asian or woman for any of that anti-straight white male crap. Now it's like, me as women of color? Just say, your heritage. Going by the comments who pointed it out and were of her descent, I'm guessing she's of Indian descent, and I'm sorry that I can't pinpoint it just by looking. I know I'm a racist, okay? I'm sorry my race, that is white, which, by the way, isn't a race, it's a color. My background is mostly Italian, but you don't hear me whining because strangers don't get it right on the first try. You know why? Because I don't care what others think. But I know, my life has been a cakewalk because of my whiteness. Plus, I'm straight, so double bonus. Plus, I'm male. I think I should be able to just walk into a Lamborghini dealership and take what I want and declare myself general manager of the dealership. A gay woman of color? Well, hell, she has no shot of having what I have, and that is a problem-free, stress-free life full of opportunity and free stuff. As like, students at this university, like, we are very much capable of certain things, and we don't have the same privileges that are offered to straight white men. And I've been hearing that from a lot of the ladies that I've been talking to today. Talk to me about what some of those privileges are that you know straight white men have that you don't have. Talk to me about that. Um, I think I mean, Ever experienced, like, a specific instance? So, no, I also need to go. I know, I, <laughs> sorry, I do I'm need sorry. to go. I'm sorry. So you have time to regurgitate your memorized bumper sticker propaganda, <laughs> which took the bulk of the brief interview, but her life is so busy as a college woman of color that she has to jet before she can cite even one instance of her oppression. She has to get to class at her university where many young people, of all colors, can't afford to go. I know, everyone should have free college. Of course, you're assuming all college-aged kids would do something good with their degrees and make the most of their time there. To sum it up, life's not fair. Oh, your little feelings party didn't work out, huh? Who won the hugging contest? No, let me guess, everyone tied for first. One person commented, this is how I sound when I try to write a 10-page essay and am filling it with as much gibberish as possible. Okay, on to this next amateur. Wow. All right, this audio comes from a video she shot on TikTok, where all of life's problems can be sorted out. Let me describe. She's wearing a short sleeve shirt that reads, Rock the Vote. She is absolutely manic. She goes from flailing her arms wildly like Fozzie Bear from The Muppet Show to wrapping herself up in crossed arms in defiance like a three-year-old in a millisecond. She is bawling. She is red-faced, red-eyed. She's addressing her phone's camera. As she speaks, she lunges back and forth towards the camera, her eyes puffy from crying. Now, she talks so fast in this audio clip. I'm going to read to you the dialogue this adult says. Listen to her mind and mouth race as she implodes in the typical amateur emotionality. Now, oh, by the way, the reason... In this clip, the reason for this emotional breakdown is, I don't know which is worse, the the breakdown or the reason for it itself. The reason in this clip she's addressing her college professor and is crying and yelling because she did not get her participation point and thusly got her grade dropped by one full letter. Now I'm going to play the audio, then I'm going to read it to you calmly and then play the audio back again. Because it goes by in the blink of a watery, puffy, amateur eye. Here we go. This is for my professor. And if you're not my professor, keep scrolling. i participated twice. And you didn't give me my freaking participation point, And how dare I drop my grade that much? That was rude. But I tried my hardest. And I've been out of school for a really long time. So that was rude. Actually, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I swear I'm a good student. Just give me a hug. Please. Actually, don't give me a hug. Don't touch me. <laughs> okay. Here, Calm down. Here's what she said. This is for my professor. And if you're not my professor, keep scrolling. I have a question. Why use TikTok to complain to your professor? Why not go to his or her office and confront him or her like a calm adult? Or at least use a well-crafted, carefully worded, respectful email? Easy answer. Amateurs need attention, and they want it. When they want it, which is now. I mean, hell, I'm talking about this child. All right. She continues. She says, I participated twice. Can you imagine participating two times in an entire semester or quarter of college? She says, and you didn't give me my fricking participation point. How dare you drop my grade that much? That was rude. I tried my hardest and I've been out of school a really long time. So that was rude. After she says that was rude, she crosses her arms and then she double flips off her professor to the camera. Yeah, that should help your cause. Coughing. Wait, what are we doing? She continues. Actually, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I swear I'm a good student. Just give me a hug. Actually, don't give me a hug. Don't touch me. Jesus Christ Almighty, I'm going fucking crazy. Okay, so here it is again in its original... Sixteen seconds. She said all that in sixteen seconds. Here it is. This is from my professor, and if you're not my professor, keep scrolling. I participated twice, and you didn't give me my freaking participation point, and how dare you drop my grade that much? That was rude. But I tried my hardest, and I've been out of school for a really long time, so that was rude. Actually, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I swear I'm a good student. Just give me a hug, please. Actually, don't give me a hug. Don't touch me. Line up for dating, boys. Why would you date an amateur when you could date a professional? And <laughs> this. Topic number two. And now, sports with Lou Santini. I don't miss the NFL one bit. I gave up on the NFL in 2018 and I never looked back. And it's a damn shame. I'm sad about that. But between the extended schedule, the horrible trades, changing team names due to woken up, sorry, commie and brainwashed nonsense kneeling players who hate America, quarterbacks who can't even be breathed on without getting a flag, players like the Cleveland Browns' Deshaun Watson getting what, almost 30 sexual assault and sexual misconduct lawsuits filed against him, BLM crap, it's just a joke. Amateur Nation complains about soccer being boring and or they're tired of the ties rather than wins. But as always, they've never competed in soccer at any point remotely competitive level and by the way those ties in the world cup are only in round one the group stage so they can determine point standings i defer you to the ncaa college football ranking system and their strength of schedule nonsense they finally have a playoff system and many fans hate that too Now, as a soccer player to this day, since I was 13, admittedly a late start, but I still play indoor and outdoor at age 55 and keep up with the players less than half my age and a huge fan of soccer, especially the World Cup, I'm officially tired of seeing the lame hacky jokes about the dramatics in soccer and the acting of players who flop. And I get it. I hate flopping too. But if I may, a few things. There are no timeouts in professional soccer. Besides the occasional ball going out of player injuries, it's constant movement. There's no clock stoppage. The average player in an outdoor game runs 12 miles in a game. Rather, travels 12 miles in a game via all-out sprinting. And not just forward. Side to side. Backwards. Followed by jogging and in intermittent periods of marking your man. Man. And you're not always running where you want to go, depending on your position. Follow another highly trained athlete around a field at breakneck speed for 90-plus minutes and see how you do. Oh, and he may come in cleats up and break your foot, ankle, or leg. Hope you can spring, jump, slide, tackle, dribble, and have a cannon for a leg, often while off balance. And by the way, keep your head on top of the strategy of the team. It's not three to six second plays at a time like in the NFL and a couple minutes rest for a TV timeout. It ain't snails pace Major League Baseball between pitches. It ain't the flopping capital of all sports, the NBA. Frankly, the NHL is the toughest American sport and admittedly, I don't follow it, but I just may start. Scoring in professional soccer, especially at the World Cup level, is incredibly hard. I also admit that TV still doesn't quite know how to cover it, camera-wise. More cameras with varying distances would really help. Also, and this is a big one, American pro soccer players rarely flop. What Americans lack in experience and skill, they do make up for in toughness. The countries that flop often, I'm looking at you, Italy, and many Latin teams, add color, fun, and emotion to the game. And that's okay. It's part of the game. It doesn't lessen their efforts... I remember being in England, in London, in a British pub, watching the USA play England in group play in a World Cup. And what a memory. I watched British players flop all over requiring stretchers, and miraculously they were fine later. Our guy was bleeding profusely from the head and stayed upright and on the field like a man. So again, I get it. Soccer players, besides shin guards, don't wear pads or helmets. Yeah, we don't. And yeah, we wear shorts. And while it's not a contact sport, have at it, Hoss. When I played in high school, we marveled at the football players practicing nearby and their toughness. In pads, in that summer heat. And we soccer players were on three-a-day practices. Six to eight in the morning, noon to two in the afternoon in August and 6 to 8 in the evening. And the football team said they watched our practices and said they couldn't go through what we did. That's called mutual respect. I'm done measuring sports' awesomeness by the level of potential injury or death that there may be. Soccer is hard. It's dangerous. It combines strength, speed, agility, coordination, power, precision, grace, patience, finesse, and like all sports, a little bit of theatrics. At least we see our players play with emotion in their eyes. They're not hidden by helmets. All sports, especially at the pro level, are hard. Just cause it ain't from here, and you don't get it, doesn't mean it's easy. Besides, the NHRA rules all anyway. Once again, I remind you, if you would like a free month of dry bar comedy, Go to drybarcomedy.com, use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you'll get a free month of clean comedy that'll probably still offend Amateur Nation. My Drybar Comedy special is finally here. And if you subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube, every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday. You get a 60-second video preview of what's coming up for next week. My main website, lu.santini.com, and you can connect to my social media, see the latest news, peruse my services, do some shopping. Topic number three is next. Hey Pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just 11 48 The men's tees are a soft, high quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just eleven forty-eight. dollars Add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half off No Amateurs t shirt today. Topic number three. Hit me! I had a childhood friend who was insanely smart. And when I was in my 20s, he worked for Ford in their research and development department. My friend had that, what I call, Einstein brain, where he had immense book smarts, but common sense wasn't always his strong suit. So he gets sent to Germany for a month for his job. Now keep in mind, this was long before cell phones and cameras on phones. If you wanted to take pictures, you brought a camera with you. When he came back from Germany, I said, all right, let me see some pictures. He said, I didn't take any. I I was astonished. I said, why not? You're in Germany. You're out of the country for the first time in your life and you don't take any pictures? He said, I know what I saw. I remember it. I'll remember it later too. I now respect that. When did we get so infatuated with taking pictures of everything? Why the push for cameras on phones? Why don't phone manufacturers tout the quality of the phone calls? The phone's ease of use? The phone's durability, portability, reliability? No. It's always about the camera. Yes, I'm old enough to remember saying, damn, I wish I had a camera on me, which happened, oh, I don't know, once a year, if that. Back then, we lived in moments. And no, I rarely wish I had something on video or captured in a picture so I could relive it. It wouldn't be nearly the same as my more reliable brain anyway, which thankfully cannot be stored, tracked, and traced like my photos and my phone, which, no joke, has literally Only 13 photos on it. Here they are. I'm coming. I'm being transparent. Here we go. These are the 13 photos that are on my phone, that are saved on my phone. If you had my phone right now, go, I toss it, you go, take a look. I have one of my headshots that is used the most out of the dozen that I have for promotional purposes. And uh, it's on my phone just in case a comedy club or corporate client needs one right away. I'm not at my desktop computer, right, where I get the bulk of my creative and administrative work done anyway. Here's my favorite picture of my mom and I taken on stage at a comedy club by a friend of mine. In fact, this picture made the cover of one of my books called Another 101 Weird Conversations with Mom. It's available on Amazon. Okay, here's a screenshot of my book, Amateur Nation: The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills, also available for download on Amazon. And I have that picture saved for those periodic publicity shares on social media. Uh, I have a screenshot of my Amateur Nation publicity masthead found on all my social media pages. Uh, video promoting my book that I share periodically. Uh, I have a copy of my medical marijuana license. I get edibles so I can sleep because I don't really keep regular sleeping hours and I have a hard time sleeping sometimes. Uh, I have this on my phone so they can just scan it when I go in to make a purchase. A promotional shot reminding people to catch up on past episodes of Amateur Nation. Uh, I do have a beautiful sunset taken in Panama City, Florida, and the only reason I really save it is because I was with my girlfriend at the time. That was our first real sunset at the beach we ever had together, so I wanted to get a, I wanted to save that, which I also have on my desktop. Uh, speaking of which, here's a picture of my girlfriend taken on the beach at night. Uh, a screenshot of a list of times and locations for my Chamber of Commerce meetings. I just keep that as a reminder. And the last three photos are... 60-second audiograms of clips and highlights that are coming up for a future episode. That's it. Sexy, huh? Not thousands of photos of food. Not thousands of photos of me smiling the exact same way. I have have a few uh, former friends of mine. I don't even know why they take pictures. This guy, he poses the exact same way smiles the exact same way, stands in, in, in the lineup of other people or in front of whatever landmark he's uh, taking a picture in front of the exact same way. And I have a lot of female friends who do the same thing. I'm like, the only thing different in this photo is your outfit and the date. I, I, I can't. There's no, nothing candid. It's all posed. You know, considering how people lose phones, and yes, I know you can lock them. I just assume keep my private stuff as private as possible, as futile as that may be. I'm not judging you if you have dozens or hundreds, or in some cases, thousands of photos and videos on your phone of your kids and pets and spouses and loved ones. I'm just not a fan of clutter. But more than anything, when I do take pictures of special occasions and people, I transfer them to my desktop, cropping and labeling and storing them for later memory. But I'm also very choosy as to what I take pictures of, what is worthy of something I'd want to see again or keep as a time capsule. I'd like to think I discriminate well when it comes to that. Not to mention, I go through my photos on my desktop and permanently delete the ones that just don't hold up. Now, why do I live this way? Well, my girlfriend and others tease me about my lack of photos, but I've lived the bulk of my life without recording every moment and minutia, so I can do that now. The whole purpose of putting cameras, extremely high quality cameras, on phones, is to have you shoot video and pictures and selfies for the social media headquarters to spy on you, track you, trace you, gauge your viewing habits for advertising, all the while making people self-absorbed and reliant on that attention and endorphins while detaching them from real-life society and socializing with real people. And before you and Amateur Nation give me... Oh, Lou, it's just a camera. They're just pictures. I defer you to my book and the chapter, The Cause of the Rise of Amateur Nation. Somewhat serious theories. Here we go. Here's something you probably see often. And by the way, I literally just saw that uh, last week when I was on a date with my girlfriend, what I'm about to describe. A group of people at a public place, a restaurant, bar, or lounge, perhaps. They are all sitting relatively quietly, some staring into space, some staring at their phones, looking for something better to do than where they are right now. Out of nowhere, one of the people in the group will say, Picture time! Then they all pose as if they're in Cirque du Soleil during halftime of the Super Bowl, posing, acting sexy, tough, playful, and crazy, their tongues out, lips pursed, eyes seductive. The second part of this charade is hearing those in the group instantly demanding to see the picture that they took just seconds ago, just in case that artificial memory wasn't captured to their satisfaction. Step three of the operation is the people instantly demanding to share that with me. Then, of course, step four, posting it to social media and anxiously waiting to see if anyone else commented on the unscripted, unposed fun that they were just having. Then everyone in the group wonders why they go home unfulfilled, unhappy, and unlaid with no real memories. We're going to look amazing in our selfies of ourselves. Consider the amateur who uses their phone to record concerts, birthday parties, sunrises, sunsets, romantic getaways, or other events that could potentially be real life moments. These poorly recorded shaky videos with bad audio that kept the viewer from really being in the moment and are rarely saved or viewed again. While I do wish I had had certain times or events of my life on camera to see again, my memories are so vivid that I don't feel cheated one little bit. My memory is way better than any filtered posed picture or hastily produced video could ever be. In fact, I strongly feel that I had re- had I recorded some of my favorite life moments, They wouldn't be so special because of the temporary detachment and disruption I would have had in taking the time to record them. I'd like to think that's how it is for most pros. Ask yourself, are all my favorite memories and events things that I've watched on my computer or phone, or are they what I remember experiencing, hearing, seeing, touching, tasting, and smelling in my mind and heart? Ah, uh, that music could only mean one thing. It's time for a la carte. Did you have a happy Schwanza? Hey, I'm just repeating what Nancy Pelosi wished on everyone at the end of 22, wishing you a happy Shwanza. You know, the celebration of black Jewish penises. The NBA unveiled their new MVP trophy named after Michael Jordan. Nothing like a yearly visible reminder that you're not the GOAT, Lakami. Argument settled. Oh, hang on. This just in? From At Zero Dark Tony underscore OG, Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell associate, the also dead, by hanging wink-wink, nudge-nudge, Jean-Luc Brunel, if I'm saying his name right, had quietly sold his modeling wink-wink, nudge-nudge agency called One Mother with offices in Miami and where else. Ready for this one? How about in Kiev, Ukraine? For those of you keeping track of coincidences since 9-11, 2001, that makes number, what, 572 or so? Oh, hang on, this just did. Make that number 573. A six-year-old Canadian girl, a member of an under seven girls hockey team, died after suffering a massive stroke and was diagnosed with myocarditis due to the flu. Amateur parents who recklessly got their kids jabbed, get them checked. There might be hope for you yet. Hey, remember William Hung? I was recently reminded about William Hung's appearance on season three of American Idol. Now, here we had a somewhat, you know, timid and shy Asian man singing poorly the song She Bangs by Ricky Martin in what was clearly a horrible rendition of the song. But William Hung didn't advance as he was beyond terrible and he had a good sense of humor about himself and actually later released an album often purchased as a goof. Everyone, including him, was in on the fun. Flash forward to today, racism. I'm canceling the word woke. Done, I'm officially no longer calling it woke. I'm calling it what it is, brainwashed, amateur or commie, context dependent. How did Boston Market, previously named Boston Chicken when they were better, not work? Their chicken was killer. Better menu and food than KFC. It was healthier, not expensive, great takeout. But then they went from Boston Chicken to Boston Market, and they veered out of their lane, and they never seemed to be as busy. The quality suffered. It's like they gave up. Someone dropped the ball there. Elton John has quit Twitter. It saddens me how misinformation is now being used to divide our world. And remember, you can't spell Elton without Elon. This is Hollywood. None of this is even remotely necessary. Three things that are done right. Just because it's 2023, doesn't mean we still can't end things on a positive note. Three pro things. Number one. Standing up for what you believe in can be tough sometimes, especially when amateur nation is constantly whining and throwing temper tantrums, or in this case, engaging in illegal activity, like infringing on your basic constitutional rights. And it's even more difficult when you're of the very young and on a sports team, and you have to weigh your pride and common sense and soul against standing by your teammates. This headline from the DC Enquirer. Virginia Tech soccer star who refused to kneel for BLM now suing coach for allegedly kicking her off team. Here's the article. Kirsten Henning, a former midfielder and defender for Virginia Tech soccer, has launched a lawsuit against her former coach making the claim that she was benched, verbally attacked, and eventually removed from the team after she refused to kneel before games with her teammates in the name of Black Lives Matter. The 21-year-old player for the Hokies from 2018 to 2020, according to Newsmax, filed suit March 3rd, accusing head coach Charles Chugger Adair of treating her unfairly due to her political views. The lawsuit, cited by the Richmond Times-Dispatch, alleged because she refused to kneel, he benched her, subjected her to repeated verbal abuse, and forced her off the team. Henning claimed in the lawsuit that she supports social justice and believes Black Lives Matter but does not support the BLM organization and therefore refused to kneel along with her uh, her teammates prior to games. Henning's lawsuit went on to specify, according to the Times-Dispatch, that Coach Adair berated Henning for her stance. He singled her out and verbally attacked her, pointing a finger directly in her face. He denounced Henning for bitching and moaning, for being selfish and individualistic, and for doing her own thing during the halftime of the September 12, 2020 season opener, which took place at the height of the 2020 BLM Summer Riots. Isn't that odd? He denounced her for being selfish and individualistic and for doing her own thing. The very thing that people who want their own made-up pronouns that aren't even really words do. The same people who they'd want to change their gender do. Sounds like bullying to me. One of the very things that amateur nation is constantly whining about and mislabeling. But here is a clear-cut case. But I'm sure it's okay in this instance for the greater good. Like mask use and getting an untested gene experiment. The article continues saying that Henning was in the team's lineup for that game and for 37 matches in her first two seasons, but after refusing to kneel during the pregame reading of the Atlantic Coast Conference's Unity Pledge, described by the Times-Dispatch as a show of support for the social justice movement and Black Lives Matter, Henning claims Adair singled her out. She didn't start for the next two matches and left the team shortly after. One other player refused to kneel but faced no repercussions, according to Henning, who alleged that Adair didn't target her because the player was on a scholarship and her parents had warned Adair in a prior phone conversation not to retaliate against their daughter for opposing BLM, the Times-Dispatch reported. Last time I checked, patriotism, individual thought, and standing by your principles were good things, especially... In our nation's youth. I hope the coach loses his job and the university gets hammered in the wallet. Number two I love this tweet by at Dr. J. Bhattacharya. This If you live your life as if there are no respiratory viruses, you'll sometimes get sick and you'll live your life. If you live your life to avoid all respiratory viruses, you'll sometimes get sick. And you'll have let your life pass unlived. Number three. Number three is me. That is, a man. The third pro thing is, men. Did someone say girl talk? No. It's been trendy to hate on men, especially white, straight, cis men, which is stupid. But men, particularly straight men, have been public enemy number one for years now. Toxic masculinity and that crap. See last week's episode where I cited mega-director James Cameron spouting off that testosterone is a toxin of which men need to rid themselves. You are no longer of any use to me. So the next time you hear the phrase, the future is female, or women say, we don't need men, here's a few stats for you. 90% of all roofers are men. 80% of loggers, men. 97% of plumbers, men. Carpenters, 92%. Coal miners, 94%. Iron workers, 92%. 80% of truck drivers are men. 91% of oil rig workers are men. 87% of garbage collectors are men. 90% of our veterans are men. 92% mechanics, men. Firefighters, 95%. Police officers, 85%. Cement masons, 87%. Power linemen, 92%. Crane operators, 85%. Highway workers, 85%. Construction workers, percent 90% men. Oh, and dads, 100%. Thanks for the reminder at Victor Marx on Instagram. Men, Pro Nation salutes you. My Dry Bar Comedy special is here, premiered on the day after Christmas in 2022, and you can get a free month subscription to Dry Bar Comedy when you go to drybarcomedy.com. Use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I. You get a free month of comedy. And free, no amateurs tees are available. All you got to do is send me something I can read or use on the show, and it's yours. Just email me, lou at LouSantini.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. And my website, LouSantini.com, has links to all my social media. Folks, it's 2023. Remember, Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. It's a new year. It's time for a fresh start. Wipe the amateur slate clean and go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini. And this has been a big, major production. Happy pro year. Actually, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I swear I'm a good student. Just give me a hug. Actually, don't give me a hug. Don't touch me.